This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. A new project to support blind and partially sighted children and their families has just been launched in Scotland. The IRIS project is a joint partnership between RNIB Scotland and the already existing Children and Families Service from Glasgow-based charity Visibility. I think what's really key with IRIS is it's adding a string to the bow of children and young people, um, and I think that's really important. Ross McFadgen, the Interim Director of RNIB Scotland. As a society, we really need to spend more time, effort, money, all of these things, which often are in short supply, investing in our children's welfare, whether that be in an educational sense or otherwise. And I think what IRIS does is cuts right across that, because any child who is either born with sight loss or or develops sight loss at any age really deserves the level of support which you would expect to give your child for anything. And as a father myself, you would do pretty much anything for your child. And so we have to make available support mechanisms, schemes, whatever it might be, experts in their field of knowledge to support the families and crucially the children into adulthood. The three-year project will support children and young people from birth to 18 years old and will also offer additional support to their families. Dominic Everett is the Education and Family Services Manager at RNIB Scotland who is behind the project. IRIS stands for Identify, React, Intervene and Provide Sustained Support. The whole purpose of it is to develop early intervention support for children, young people and the wider family uh, across West and Central Scotland. We will be supporting families at the point of diagnosis um, and providing a package of support for approximately 12 weeks to ensure that the emotional and practical needs of families have been met effectively. Those 14 local authorities cover four health board areas of Ayrshire and Arran, Lanarkshire, wraparound service and Greater Glasgow and Clyde, and also up into Forth Valley as well. So, linking in with families at diagnosis, ensuring that the child's needs are being met, the parents know and understand their child's visual impairment, um, and they know about the resources and strategies that will enable, hopefully, them improve the developmental needs of children and ensure future success. Paula Andrews is mum to teenage daughter Maddie, who was born with a visual impairment. She says hearing the diagnosis was difficult. That was very, very tough indeed. Um, That was after she was born, uh, almost immediately after she was born. We weren't expecting it, so it was a surprise. And uh, there was nothing in the family, no history of it. And uh, she was born with very puffy eyes, actually. But around about eight hours of age, the paediatrician prized her eyes open when he came to do his check. And um, he came over and told us, really, that he actually took her away to have a closer look because the light was quite poor in the room. So he took her away to a a well-lit place and brought her back and said, I'm afraid to tell you, and gave us the details. So we already knew there were problems because she was also born with a cleft palate and... You know, we just had a sense that something, things weren't quite right with this baby. She was our second baby. Uh, but that, that was a real um, bolt out of the blue when, when he said that your daughter's eyes are very small, very small. And, um, you know, we think that there's a problem there. So you're not expecting it and it's, it's quite tough. Gemma Davidson also has a visually impaired child. 
When Riley was first diagnosed with ocular albinism at seven months, we didn't really receive any support until maybe about 18 months. And that's when we spoke to Dr Spirit, who put in touch with the toddler group at Visibility. And since then, we've been going every last Thursday of the month. And it's just so great to have other parents that are going through the same thing and also meeting little children, the same as Riley, and just seeing how they're thriving. Children are going to find their own way to do things. Maybe he'll be a little bit slower at finding his way down the stairs, but at the same time you need to let him be independent and let him do what he wants to do. He's just a normal, typical two-year-old. There's no holding him back. He's always just saying, um, I'll do it, I'll do it, I want it, I'll do it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, he's a very determined little boy. The project aims to tackle the social and emotional needs of up to 150 children, young people and their families, providing the practical advice and information to enable them to make informed choices. This will be achieved through key partnerships with charities such as Glasgow-based Visibility. Fiona Sandford is the CEO of the charity and welcomes the partnership. We're delighted to be working in partnership with RNIB. The lottery have been incredibly supportive and generous in taking the leap of faith to provide a significant level of funding to both organisations to provide two linked but separate services and the staff teams are working really closely to make sure that working together RNIB and Visibility can provide a holistic joined up service covering most aspects of well-being and welfare for children and families throughout their lives. The IRIS project is being funded by the Big Lottery Fund. Neil Rich from the fund explains how the decision to support applications is made. There's a range of things that we look for in a project. Um, we look for projects that are well planned and thought through, obviously. We look for projects that we think can make a real impact and a difference to people. So the IRIS project was funded through something um, called Support in 21st Century Life, which is really about a lot about the kind of challenges and pressures that families face in organising their lives and dealing with all the things that come along when you try and uh, keep your family uh, the right way up. And alongside the Visibility Children's Service as well project, what, what we had was two projects that offered opportunities to deliver two of what we call outcomes. So by outcomes, we mean the changes that will happen because of a project. And in particular, we were keen to see projects that help build the resilience of families and also projects that support young people to fulfil their potential to have successful, fulfilled and enjoyable lives. The other thing we know is that if you can support people well at key transitions in their lives at those points where outcomes could go one of two ways. There's a kind of a multiplier effect of that going forward. So the IRIS project offered a really interesting way of working with a wide range of children, families and young people affected by sight loss and actually dealing with them more widely to support them uh, to have the best outcomes they could in that situation. So we are only as good as the ideas that come to us for projects. So while we we do have the the task of deciding which we think will be the strongest and most successful projects and picking who to fund and not to fund, we're we're pretty much nothing without the ideas um, and the projects that people choose to develop and bring to us. Mum Paula Andrews says having the Iris project when her daughter was born would have made a massive difference to her life. We were very isolated when Maddie was born. Uh, I had a, a little toddler as well and our families were a long way away and if Iris had been around 
they probably would have been sorry that we would have had their number because we, I would have been on the phone to them all the time. But yeah, I really would have appreciated the visits and all the guidance and the support they could have given. It would have been fantastic. The project is now underway. For more information, email iris, I-R-I-S-S, at rnib.org.uk. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.